Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Here we are. Um, by the time this episode comes out, pretty much every school will be out for the semester, unless you're in high school, like a pleb. And, you know, you still probably have like another three or four weeks of school left. And let me tell you, it doesn't get better. Hey, if you're in high school, just remember, this is the best it's going to be. Um, Yeah, that's false. That's just straight false. Let me tell you some good things about not being in high school, right? Do you know how good it is to not have sex in a car? Oh, it's my pretty God. nice. Do you know how good it is to, like, have disposable income? Also pretty nice. It feels good to take showers when you want. And not have someone complain about it. Feels good to do your own laundry. And by do your own laundry. Okay. Some people are like, well, I did my own laundry. What? Yeah, but now you can do your own laundry when you want to do your own laundry. Not because your room smells bad. Or because your shirt smells weird. It's whatever. Okay, so um, the, what I think else? the best thing about... um, uh, I think the best thing about being an adult is like... When you go to school... You're kind of trapped there as an adult, even if you're at work, like, you know, there's a halfway point through the day where like you can go home and like change or get food or like there's like a reset point halfway through the day. And like you do not get that in high school. Yeah. Also, um, it's pretty nice um, when you're in high school, you're forced to see people when you get out of high school, everyone becomes more introverted. Even the most extroverted people become a little bit more introverted because now you only see the people you want to see. It becomes work to hang out with people unless you're in college and in which case you and you're on campus and yeah, you're going to see more people you don't like. But for the most part, you see less people. Yeah. So when you're in high school, you see, you know, groups of 25, you know, six times a day. So you're seeing 150 people minimum every day. Uh, When I go to work, I see four five people and i'm separated from them so like it is a completely interact like at your own disposal and that's amazing for me personally also i'm a huge fan of like going to parties and not having like booze be a big deal like you're still gonna go to parties and like people gonna be mixing drinks people you might be shotgunning beers but it's not like people are trying to get rid of like trying to hide it dude like, I remember, like, going over people's houses and they're, like, they got their dad stuff and it's horrible. Or you, everyone's getting, like, messed up on wine or, like, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Like, like let's just go to the store and get the good stuff, you know? I don't want to hate Everyone's taking process. one shot of vodka because they can't let their parents know that any of the vodka is gone from the bottle. Yeah, dude. It's just, it's so much nicer when you can just have people over and the stress slash excitement of like getting away with it is gone yeah now we can now we can just hang bro it's just better yeah, that way now we can do socially reprehensible things without our parents catching us which is honestly what we've been hoping for since day one do you know how awesome also one of my favorite things about not being in high school and it's more about just moving out in general having more than one room to myself because in yeah. high school you mm-hmm. have a bedroom and then everything else is a shared space maybe outside of a closet i have a room where i just podcast bro it's awesome 
No one else uses this room. It's podcasts and I have like a home office. I have a literally like a whiteboard with podcast ideas on it. That does not exist when you're living with other people. You think they're going to let you take up a guest room just for podcasting? What? It's so, it's so awesome. So um, back to the point, uh, high school is fun for some people. Some people are going to hate it. If you thought it was fun, then you might be peaking. And if you hated it, well, it gets so much better, dude. If you liked high school, you peaked. If you hated high school, you were too angsty for your own good. So in the end, no one wins leaving high school. I mean, I don't know. I'm whatever. This bit's old. I mean, it's the truth, which is the worst part about this bit. Is that was all facts. Uh, there yeah, was, there was a couple um, funny parts, but like none of that was a joke. Like, guys, life is good. Okay, well, now that we've bragged about how good our lives are, do you want to talk about the movies? Dude, I am so excited to talk about these movies. Okay, so so this is the first time we've ever watched more than one movie for a podcast before. And so we are watching, whoops, so we are watching the entirety of the Fast and Furious franchise. And the way that we're doing this is we are spending 10, we're watching three movies per episode, and we are spending exactly 10 minutes on each movie. It's going to be a little bit less. Uh, after editing and whatnot so i'm still going to give you guys a time code um all spoilers all in the bag like we are going like full hog on this and so this is our first week of doing this so we are watching fast and furious one two fast two furious and the fast and furious tokyo drift uh if you don't want to hear us talk about these movies or you're gonna wait and come back after you've watched these movies uh here's your time code to skip ahead right now Time code 4210. Are you ready for 10 minutes? Let's do it. And here we go. Fast and Furious okay. 1 slaps. That movie's it's a good movie. All right, we do need a little bit of background. How many of the Fast and Furious movies have you seen? None. Absolutely none. Oh boy. Okay, so I've seen all of them. Most of them many times. Many times, okay? Also, uh, we probably should have said this before we started the timer, but whatever. We're doing one, two, three this week, four, five, six next week, um, seven, eight, Hobbs and Shaw uh, the week after. And then we're concluding this with the Fast 9 coming out or whatever that movie is going to be called. All right. Yeah. This movie, so the he- Fast and the Furious, the first one. Also, guys, ladies and gentlemen, it's called The Fast and the Furious, not Fast and Furious. It's The That's Fast four. and the Furious. Furious. Okay? Fast and Furious is the fourth movie. Yes. So, I since I've seen all these movies many times, like I've lost days of my life to this franchise, and I've seen most of these in theaters, except for this one, and and a couple, I guess. Um, I can tell you what the iconic parts are if you want, or do you want to tell me what your favorite parts are, and I can tell you whether or not it's iconic. Okay, I'm going to tell you, let me look at my notes. So the first thing that I noticed is um, this movie is like walking 2001. Like, holy crap, I don't think a movie has ever been more 2001. Like, uh, comes to like the hair, the fashion, the lingo, the liveries on the car, the soundtrack, the computers. Like, this is like peak 2001 culture. 
Um, I think it's like a perfect hey, time. Can you just remind the audience how old you were in 2001? I was two years old. Right. Okay. Just making sure. I mean, I was four, but still. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I just want to say, like, getting into this, I could tell from the very beginning, um, Paul Walker is going to be the best part of this franchise. Like, I think, like, in this first movie specifically, especially, Paul Walker is the glue that holds this all together. Well, he is the main character, yes. Um, and he has the he has the storyline. There's not a bunch of storylines. A lot of people are like there's a bunch of storylines going on in the back. You can see this character develop. No, he's the only character that develops. I mean, you might be able to say Dom does a little bit. Oh, by the way, guys, we'll give you uh, a little background. Paul Walker in this movie is Brian O'Connor, even though he doesn't go by O'Connor the entire movie because he's an undercover cop. Spoiler alert. Uh, Vin Diesel. Is Dom or Dominic Toretto. Michelle Rodriguez, who's Dominic's girlfriend. Uh, her character's name is Letty. Jordana Brewster, which is Mia Toretto, Dominic's little sister, who's Brian's love interest. Smoke show, by the way. Um, she's in this. And then a bunch of other people, like Jesse, who's uh, act, the actor who plays him as Chad Lindenberg. But Ja Rule's in this movie, of course. Of course, dude. I, so I, I think it, uh, one of the first things we have to talk about when we're talking about Fast and Furious, the Fast and the Furious as a whole, is like the racing scenes, and I think a lot of the racing scenes, specifically when they're racing, not when they're chasing cops or running from cops or whatever, um, a lot of the racing was kind of undercut by how it was edited. Like, there's a lot of quick shots happening in between, like, each turn and, like, each, uh, like, speedway and everything. And I'm like, this would be so much cooler if there were more longer shots. I feel like this isn't a race. This is just a show of camera tricks. What did you think of every time they hit nitrous, they uh, <laughs> shot into the stars? Uh, we're gonna they talk about that more. Speed, in, in, we're gonna talk more about that in Too Fast, Too Furious. Don't worry. I have. Yeah, I have got, something dude, going for that. Hyperspeed, bro. Millennium, Millennium Falcon. All right. So you haven't mentioned it yet, but I'm gonna go through. Like everyone who knows this movie, there are iconic lines. There's iconic scenes. There's iconic everything. Right. Iconic lines. The I live my life one quarter mile at a time, dude. Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't get better than that, dude. That's like the line for this franchise. It's it's going to go down in history. All right. This is obviously this is spoilers, but just so you know, iconic scenes when they're jumping the railroad track, uh, trying to beat the train. Yeah. Super mm-hmm. iconic. Um, the scene in the very beginning where the three Hondas drive under the semi. Or where one yeah. does, and they're in single file. That scene is iconic. Those three uh, black Hondas with the green underglow. Everyone uh, loves the that scene, scene where they're where Vince is like tied to the truck um, by the grapple line, and Paul Walker has to like jump to save him, and then jump them both back into the car. Yeah, like that's iconic gonna stick too. in my head for a while. That yeah, that is one of the iconics. That's like three big things from this. A bunch of things. Um, Dom hates sleeves. Hates sleeves. Hates um, sleeves. Hates them, dude. Will not wear them. Mia, um, smoke show in this movie. Um, 
The nitrous is kind of a staple for the first half of the franchise. It's a big deal. Um, also, iconic part of the series is Dom's black charger. And yeah, so I totally forgot about the whole black charger thing until I saw it. Mm -hmm. And so when he opens up the garage, I'm like, oh, yeah, this car is important. And then they destroy it. Dude, they wreck it hard and they don't get hit by the train, which everyone thinks is going to happen. Even people have watched this movie. They think that when these guys race, Dom's going to get hit by the train. That is not true. He gets T-boned by a semi. Okay, out of curiosity, how iconic is the scene where uh, Jesse is saying grace at the table and he prays to car spirits? Not, It's not really that big of a thing. Him getting shot up in the front uh, lawn in slow motion is a bigger... It's Everyone remembers that part. Yeah, it definitely is. However, I'm going to remember the car prayer for a very long time. Praying to the car no, gods? Yeah. So let me uh, let me read you that quote. Uh, Spirit, thank you. Thank you for providing us the direct port nitrous uh, injection, four core intercoolers. And I'm like, all right, Jesse, stop. Jesse, please stop. I'm begging you, Jesse. Yeah. Um, I'm there's a couple things like there's always going to be new stuff when I watch a movie. I haven't seen this one in a while, but I watched it a lot earlier. Um, we have two minutes. Dom says he does two years in prison for like beating a guy's face in. And then he goes, I'm not going back. I'm like, dude, you did two years. Okay. People who say they're not going back do like 20. And they're like, I will kill somebody before I go back. He does two years and goes, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, real quick. I want to talk about just like general dynamic things. Sure. Uh, um, the fact that Dom and the gang did end up being the highway robbers kind of felt like, it was the obvious plot twist, and like a, it, it felt anticlimactic in the in that sense, right? Um, we but keep, but this, Brian is convinced it's somebody else. Yeah, and um, we all wanted him to be right, and so the right. fact that he wasn't was kind of disappointing for us. Um, and the way the movie doesn't really end well, it just kind of like there there's no like reconciliation, uh, for Brian. And then just in general, I felt like Paul Walker, when Paul Walker was trying to, like, get himself into the gang, he went from, I'm Vin Diesel's rival to, now we're having cookouts together, like, in, like, one scene. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay, did I miss something? Yeah, it was just the whole vouching for him. Because everyone abandoned Because what happens, dude, we got a minute left. They were doing a yeah. street race. Dom gets found out by the cops. And he doesn't have his car because he wrecks it or whatever. So Paul Walker's character, Brian is there to save him and everyone else left. So they kind of, that's like the bonding experience of going through something traumatic. Yeah. And However, that was a really music cool in this movie. Freaking iconic, dude. The cars yeah. in this movie, freaking dope. Uh, do you want to rate now or all three of them at the end? Uh, let's do all three at the end. Okay. Um, yeah. Overall, uh, I had a fun time with this first movie. It, it, yeah. It was, it was a little bit like, Okay, so that was our timer. Um, I just like final thought. It w it was not as much like crime drama as I thought it was going to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, it's the fact that he's an undercover cop is not that really 
it's it's a very small plot point, but um, overall, great start to this franchise, bro. I agree. All right, ten minutes too fast. Let's let's talk about plot stuff, or let's let's give background before we go into it, so that way we're not like rushing through the timer. Okay. Um, too fast, too furious continues the story of uh Brian, uh Paul Walker. But now he's no longer a cop because he helped out Dom and he kind of got blacklisted for that. So he is now moved to Miami where he meets uh, Ludacris and from L.A. by the way, he moves. Yeah, from L.A. LA. to Miami. Um, He meets up with Ludacris. You know, he kind of joins their garage and their racing team and everything. And then he gets tapped by his old FBI team for like kind of like one last cop job. And he's like, Hey, we have Intel on this guy. You need to go undercover again, figure out his deal, get evidence on him. So that way we can, um, arrest him. And that ends up with, uh, he recruits Tyrese Gibson, uh, whose character name is Roman Pierce. And they go try to infiltrate this bad guy and like move product for him. It's the basic gist of it. Yep, pretty much. Um, yeah, okay. just infiltration, Any- pretend to be someone you're not kind of thing. All right, 10 minutes, go. All right, iconic movie number two. I've seen this one a billion times. So that race between Michael Ely, who's like one of the most beautiful men in the world. Um, I think in this movie, his name is Slapjack. He's got, I can't remember what his car is. Is it orange? Yeah, orange car. Pink cars like super girl power, super anime. It's kind of uncomfortable how much they play into that character. This um, movie, the simplest way to put it is this movie is much more stylized. Um, oh, this for movie, sure. this movie really leans into like the underground style of it. You know, uh, bright underglows. You know, uh, loud cars, uh, and, and I mean loud like auditory and like visually mm-hmm. um who else is in this but they have, oh amari nolasco um he's from in a bunch prison of break movies. yeah you might know him from prison break um he he's in that racing scene and that the whole jumping the bridge thing is crazy it's referenced by almost anyone who thinks fast and furious they're going to think of the jumping the bridge scene underglow of course yeah. is ridiculous um yeah what else luda ludicrous replaced ja rule ja rule was wanted to come back to this movie but wanted a buttload of money and luda's like nah i'll do it and i like him so much more it's ridiculous also in this yeah. movie the music the music in all of these movies are going to be great um this is pretty yeah. pitbull once you get to later movies it's almost all pitbull um, <laughs> but if you are in this movie they're gonna play your music so ja rule has music in the first one Ludacris has music in this one tyrese is in this movie so he gets a couple songs like that's just how it works and the music is better in this movie than it was previously so to talk about the racing again um this movie had a lot more computer generated had a lot more animated shots and the animation definitely has not aged well like you can tell every time they're animated they're animating something for a race it is straight up star wars going hyperspeed but in my opinion i think 
the bad animation is better than the camera tricks that they used in the first one. Gotcha. Um, it, it just made everything seem like smoother and the shots were longer. And I felt it was easier to follow a race in the second one. And, and, and I just thought the races were more fun. Like, you know, like jumping the bridge. I feel like um, that was just something they did for fun. Like there weren't right. any stakes for that. They just did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Cause like, ludicrous I, I, runs races. He just like hosts them. He has these ideas and he's just, nah, I'm just gonna make him jump a bridge and I'm not going to tell any of them about it. Also, this is the first, that bridge scene is the first scene where you're kind of like, Oh, they must spend a lot of money repairing their cars because like every race, every driving scene from like in this one and Tokyo Drift is like at least one car does not make it out of it alive. Oh, 100%. Like they're destroying these things as they race them and they're doing it for $2,000. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Risk reward, not justified. Right. And this one, they upped the ante, but in the early movie, everything was for $2,000 or pink slips. So you're going to get $2,000 or you're going to get the person's car. (laughs) That they destroyed trying to get your car. Right. Um, What did you think about the race scene with Tyrese or uh, Roman and Brian against those two Hispanic dudes with the muscle cars? It was one of those things where, like, we, you know... Because Roman goes first, I was it was super easy to tell, like, oh, he's going to blow it, and then Brian is going to come back and, like, make up all that ground. Like, the outcome of that race was not um, surprising. But, like, it, it was, there was just enough tension to where I was still, like, interested in it. All right. I do want to talk about the bad things about this movie, because there's plenty. This is actually the lowest rated Fast and Furious movie out of all of them. It's not the worst one, but it's the lowest rated one. If that makes any and sense. I'll, and I can tell you why after you're done, you're done with what you're saying. So notably bad things about this movie. I hated that race scene between the two on two. It was so unrealistic. It was way too long. I felt like we could have fit a lot better things about the plot. It, it's definitely the worst race scene probably between the two movies. I hated it. It's one of the worst ones in the franchise, like top five worst in the franchise. Another thing, all the cars look like freaking pimp my ride america's car makeover like they had one idea and they're like we're gonna make this whole car orange and we're gonna put orange flames and orange lights and orange seats and the guy driving it guess what he's gonna be wearing orange and that was so i mean it might be of the era but it was hard to look at the dialogue in this movie is whack too yeah that that's my biggest thing is you know, the story might have like higher stakes, but the characters I was like the way the characters interacted with each other. I was not a fan of like, Dude, that makes kind Paul of... Walker look like a bad actor. The dialogue is so bad. <laughs> um. Also, the Brian and Monica played by Eve Mendes, who, by the way, huge fan of in the early 2000s. You might know her from Hitch. She's yeah. a dime piece. She. Dude, I, forget, I forget my wife listens to this thing. I don't care. It's a joke. Um, their romance <laughs> sucks in this movie. Yeah, it is. There, there's a little bit of chemistry. flirting, a little bit of here and there, and then mm-hmm. just cuts to a scene with them kissing. Which I think the big problem with their romance is I think we were just super invested in Mia from the last movie. And yeah. the fact that she's not e- and the fact that she's not even mentioned. 
and Brian's already like, ah, yes, new pelvis to put it myself into. It's literally, it's uh, one of those things that you have to kind of just be like, oh, what would happen in real life? Oh, she found out I was a cop. We broke it off. So I'm with a new girl, but they don't say that at all. Okay. And then the so final I thing that want- I hate about this movie mm-hmm. is Tyrese Gibson, AKA Roman Pierce in this movie, stealing the cigar cutter. I'm like, what are we doing? Oh yeah. That scene was, it was awkward and like, didn't really serve a purpose. I understand. Yeah. I understand why you don't like that. I'm like, what, what are we doing? So, I think a lot of people don't like this movie because it is a lot more cartoony than the first movie was. The first mm-hmm. movie, Vin Diesel plays Dom very serious, which like is good. I, Dom is a very serious character. Yeah. And so to kind of go from like, this is what we're about. This is what we live for. And then to cut to, like you said, you know, those very color palleted cars and, um, this felt like we were watching a burn notice episode, bro, in Miami. And, yeah, it, definitely. Um, and that doesn't ruin it for me. I like the serious parts, and I also like the parts where it's like, let's cut loose a little bit, let's have fun, let let's be a little wacky. And and I think that and I think that this movie was a good portrayal of what a silly Fast and Furious could be. Um. At what point did you, okay, at what point were you just like, come on? Because everyone has a moment. Mine went way later than it should have, but it was there. uh, You tell me yours. When they drive the Camaro onto the yacht. (laughs) Dude, uh, I said, oh, come on. Like, that was definitely a come on moment, but I I was also on board with that. I, um... It's one of those things where I can understand how stupid it is, but let the movie do its thing. Like, I, I'm cool This with that. is where Fast and Furious is like, the stakes need to go higher. And then they do <laughs> this every single movie until there's nuclear subs. This is where it starts. I think um, the scenes in... Oh, the part where um, Roman sets that guy's car on fire and then just faces him the next day like it was nothing. Like, he th- has, like, one throwaway line. And I'm like, really? Uh, um, I know this scene is kind of controversial, but I want to hear your opinions on it in the last minute we have. Um, what do you think about the scene with the rat on the guy's stomach with the bucket? It was, it was one of those things I'm like, this is why Americans are good at torture. We've talked about this on an earlier episode. I'm like, Americans get creative, bro. So basically for you people who are looking how to torture your girl's ex-boyfriend is they strip this guy down, takes off his shirt, puts a rat on his stomach and puts a bucket, tin bucket around him. Then they took a blowtorch to the bucket. So the rat has no choice but to dig down and claw through him. And that's how they get him to talk. And that is some freaking American ingenuity. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I like that scene. It, it was, makes you uncomfortable, trust me. Oh, also that guy was definitely in the first Batman as a corrupt <laughs> cop. He's he's tight yeah. All right. Uh, um. Overall, it was cartoony and silly. I understand why people don't like it. I did like it. Yeah, I. It might be the lowest rated one, but it's not the worst one. Oh, uh, let's talk about the worst one. <laughs> you haven't seen the rest <laughs> of the ones. But we all know this one's the worst one. Okay. 
So Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is the third movie in the franchise, and it has a completely new set of characters. Uh, not a single person from one or two is in this movie until the very end. And it's about this guy, Sean, who's like, what, 17, 18, uh, still in high school. Yeah. And seven, it's supposed to be 17. By the way, in this movie, he is actually 24. And by the way, in real life, he looks 34. So uh, this character, Sean, is kind of um, a delinquent, you might say. And everywhere he goes, he does some reckless driving. He races somebody he shouldn't. Things take a turn for the worst. And him and his mom have had to move, uh, was it two times in three years or three times in two years, something like that. Um, And after the opening scene, she's like, I've had enough of you. Go live with your dad. Where does his dad live? Tokyo. And now we have this hot-headed American who thinks he can race better than uh, the locals there. And that's basically the movie, is Sean trying to learn how to drift because he doesn't know how to drift, and then outrace basically the uh, Yakuza. All right. Anything more to add before we start the timer? Let's just send it, dude. All right. Here we go. This movie blows. Listen, okay. Listen, okay, I was talking to our mutual friend Bailey before this, and they were like, listen, Tokyo Drift is my favorite. And I went in with such an open mind, like, oh, man, if Bailey likes Tokyo Drift, then I'm going to try I'm going to try really hard to like Tokyo. Drift. I tried so hard. I tried so hard to like this movie. And I will I will tell you one reason. The biggest reason why this movie sucks is Sean. Sean sucks. Dude, he Worst. ruins the movie. The main character, he the guy we're supposed to root for, ruins the movie. He's hot-headed. He's arrogant. He gives us no reason to like him. Every, You know how in a horror movie where you're like, oh, don't do that. That's going to get you killed. And then that person does that thing anyway. That's this whole movie. Sean does something stupid and you're like, oh, Sean, that was a really stupid thing to do. You should not do it again because you know it's stupid. And then he does it again. Dude, the thing that made me like really mad. First of all, his accent drove me up the freaking wall. This like machismo BS2 drove me up the dude. I wanted to kill myself. And then on top of that, dude, <laughs> on top of that, it was one of those things where I'm like, how do I say this? I wanted him to die. <laughs> I was rooting against him. And there's in the first half of the movie, there's a scene where all he does is race. A lot of characters are talking about him. And he says a word here too. And then he talks about at the beginning of the second act. And I'm like, oh, I haven't heard this guy talk in a while. I forgot <laughs> how much I hate him. Because he, when he opens his mouth, it makes me want to end my own life. And when he does that first race in Japan, I thought about ending my own life. It was so, the- bad, bro. So when Too Fast, Too Furious starts, you're like, oh, this is a different tone. But like, it still feels like the Fast and the Furious. Like, you kind of understand yeah, this there is, is a definitely race. a sequel. Like, this is a sequel. Yeah. It's still about street racing. Like, I still feel the heart of Fast and Furious in this. I started this movie and I thought I was watching the wrong movie. Dude. Yeah. Macy asked me the same thing. Hey, she's like, hey, is uh, Vin Diesel in this? I'm like, No. Because yes, but no. Is he in this movie? 
Yes. Does he do anything? Absolutely not. Dude, that was the equivalent of being like, hey, is Iron Man in the Hulk? Be like, no. Because, <laughs> yes, but no. Um. Okay. Opening race in the construction site. So Dumb. Hated it. Okay, this is why I didn't like the main... I knew I didn't like this marrying character right off the bat because he sucks at driving. Listen, I am not a street racer. I do not know how to race. However, this guy had the attitude of like the... Like he had the attitude of Brian. Like he had the arrogance of I can drive like Brian can. Not that he would know his name or anything, but like that's his attitude. And then... Oh, he crashes into literally everything. Dude, in the second um, movie, Brian has a scene where he drives without looking at the road. Yeah. For like and this 30 guy seconds. Drives like he's not looking at the road and he's looking at it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And so it was just so frustrating to have him to like to watch him just think he's hot stuff and then blow it at every opportunity. Dude, there's a scene. Where they're about to race. It's all real early in the beginning. And I. this is the point where most people are like, oh, I hate this movie. What are we going to race for? You guys can race for me. Me. Says yeah. the girl <laughs> that he was kind of interested in. And then to the casual onlooker, they're like, oh, this is the chick who's going to be the love interest. Nope. She's just a hoe. That is the end of her scene. <laughs> yeah. You see her next in a Viper, which should have smoked this car, but the guy was just in the wrong gear the whole time. And then you see him in a police station, and she just never mentioned again. Okay, as someone... This this applies to all three movies that we've seen so far. I do not know cars very well. Some might say I don't know them at all. So it is really funny for me to be like watching these people drive manual transmission cars, and then it's like, all right, I need to go a little bit faster. Gear shift. All right, I need to go a little bit faster again. Gear shift. All right, I need to go a little bit faster again. Gear shift. There's got to be a supercut of every single gear shift, the slamming the clutch of all these movies, and it's going to be like 20 minutes long. Yeah, there's just there were so many gear shifts where I'm just like, oh, just shifting your gear just like make you go like 10 miles an hour faster. I mean, it does make you go faster, but dude, it was just like the whole time I'm like. If we're racing side by side and then you're like, oh, he's catching up. I better shift gears. Hey, just go full speed the whole time. What are we talking? Why? Why? To make it interesting? You suck. Dude, we're still in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Not even. Yeah. First 10 minutes of the, the scene movie. That, there's a scene in the first movie. No, it, it's in Too Fast, Too Furious. When they jump the bridge and Brian jumps over uh, the other guy. And like, it's a really yeah. cool scene. And then uh-huh. they do a very similar thing in this movie where Sean drives through a, con- a house that's in construction, drives through it, and then drives over his opponent. And I'm like, huh, that is cool when you do it for some reason. Also, yeah. your suspension is destroyed now. <laughs> Dude, hated it. Hated that entire thing. So getting out of that, right? That part, the first, if you can make it for the first 15 minutes, you can make it through the rest of this movie. It's going to be hard, but that is the hardest part. Can then I just we blow meet through, the can freaking I just blow Selena Gomez of Japan. Can I just blow through all my notes and then we can go back and see what's important? Send it. Um, uh, of course, uh, they set a movie in Japan 
and there are three out of the four main characters are not Asian. I do not like this protagonist. He's asking for it 100% of the time. The coolest guy in the movie is the guy that announces the start of the race in the garage where he's pointing to the women to say ready and set. And then he's he's the coolest guy in the whole movie. I knew you were going to like that Uh, guy. Um, when Sean crashes on his first drift, he sits there wallowing in it for way too long. Uh, he's kind of just sitting there accepting his fate. And then, uh, Sean crashing on his first drift is probably the most predictable thing I've seen so far in this franchise. This guy is not a good driver. Facts. All right. My notes. Okay. Actually, we'll get to my notes in a second. I want to do a little fanboy thing for like 30 seconds. Han is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm yeah. going to say this every time he's on freaking screen. Han in this in this movie is downright handsome, bro. What a freaking stud. My gosh, this boy is gorgeous. And every time he was on screen, I'm like falling for him. I love him so much, dude. He's also super chill, which like is good. Super chill, dude. He also has way cooler cars than everybody else. He's just a genuinely good guy, and I love him. I love him. And every time he was on screen, I'm like, it's okay for you to be a bad guy right now. Kill the main character, and you can become the main character. Because I want to follow <laughs> you. I would follow you to the end of the year. Han is awesome. Okay, uh, let's hear your notes. The music. This, one of the best soundtracks ever. And they replaced the other two black music artists, Ja Rule and Luda, with Bow Wow. Yep, Um, yeah. Everyone in this movie can drift. Every single person, every single person in Japan can drift. Um, My favorite thing is- The freaking dock workers- the freaking dock workers that like have no participation in racing know more about drace drifting than Sean does. Because they're in Japan, watching him this practice. This is the most and racist thing I've seen in my entire life. It's every <laughs> single person can drift? Every single one? That's crazy. There's a scene where they're just drifting through the mountains. Like everybody can drift. Um also at the very end, they're like, you know what? I know I'm dealing with the mafia, but let's race to solve our problems. No, let's just yeah. put a bullet in this guy's head. <laughs> Yeah, when he walks up to the uncle and he's like, I have a solution on how we can do this peacefully. And he's going to and I'm like, he's going to say he's that they should race. And he goes, we should race for it. And I'm like, huh, interesting. What a new plot line that we've never used before. He also uses the words. And this is at this point, I'm just I I could have killed myself, my whole family, everybody once and for all. Hey, I'm going to. If you say that one more freaking time, bro, I wanted to end this man, bro. There were some cool, listen, I I will say there were some cool races, but like, yikes, it does not make up for the rest of this movie. Dude, it's bad. It is bad. Also, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, Han dies, and I'm like, well, not watching this movie anymore. I knew it was (laughs) happening. I knew it was going to happen. I've seen this movie before, and Han dies in a fiery crash, and I'm like, well, this movie is a loss, because you killed the only guy I liked. I'll tell you, uh, the, the timer's about to go, but I'm going to tell you my, um, uh, my, oh, wow, this shouldn't be happening mo- moment was when they were, uh, driving away from DK, uh, in like the beginning of the third act. Well, and there's a part drifting, where, by the way, yeah. Uh, and there's a part where Sean drifts through 
a crowd of people. And I'm like, there is no way 500 people are clearing a path for you to drift because you honked your horn a few times. Dude, I said, you know, if he would have messed that up, thousands of people would have died. Or not on top of that, (laughs) if he had half the skills he did in the beginning of this movie, those all all those people would have died. Quick notes about this movie. Also, um, it's bad. And that's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, So overall. I think this is a really good. I also the first drift scene in this movie is bad, bad. And Vin Diesel comes in at the end. He has a cameo and that's how he gets credit for being in this movie. And they dude, they brought him into this movie thinking he could save it because this movie did horrible on test screens. And they're like, don't worry, we'll bring him in in the last three minutes of the movie. Hey, guess what? You can't save a movie after the majority of the people have walked out of the theater already. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Overall. Good start to the franchise. I I enjoyed two of the three movies. Um, So I'm going to put The Fast and the Furious at a seven and a half. I'm going to put Too Fast, Too Furious at a flat seven. And then I'm going to put Tokyo Drift at like a five and a half. Okay. First Fast and Furious. um, Listen, I I do have a little bit of a you know what for cars. So all my numbers are going to be skewed high. That's just a fact. Let's get out of the way now. This... This is the intro to the to the franchise. One, two, three. I fell in love with the franchise during the middle. The four, five, six. I've seen these movies. This is not a joke. If you add all those together, probably 15 times. I love the middle. Okay? So, but all these numbers are going to skew high. Um, the first one, I'm giving a seven and a half like you did. The second one, compared to the other movies, just doesn't hold up. I'm going to give it a six and a half. And Tokyo Drift, the music doesn't save you. Music has saved movies. It doesn't save this movie. It's a four and a half. Um, yeah, those were. that's the beginning of, uh, of this journey. Alex, would you like to welcome back our non-movie listeners? Welcome back, non-movie listeners. Listen, you not only did you skip one movie, you skipped three movies, which is mm, unacceptable. Now, unless you're going to watch those movies and come back to this, which we all know you are way too lazy to do, just take a hop and a skip back over, listen to the first two movies, think this is going to be a great franchise, and then hear me roast the garbage out of the third one. Um, other than that, I guess, welcome back. Okay. So we're going to do our improv segment now. And Alex and I spent a long time deliberating about what our improv segment should be this week. And Alex settled on something that he sounded real half-hearted about. So Yeah, because I just made it up. I so just made it up. Let's get into it. Okay. So this one's called The Apprentice, right? And I'm going to break. There's a little story behind this. I've been working at blank job, right? And you've been working at blank job. We're pros. We've been doing this for 10 years. And the company has decided we need to bring in a new person because we need to have someone to pass this knowledge to for when you retire. So every 10 years, they're going to bring in someone new, right? This new person comes in and finds out you don't know what you're doing, but you got to make it seem like you know what you're doing. Because this entire 10 years, you don't know what your job title is. You don't know where you're supposed to work. You don't know what equipment you're supposed to be working on. You don't know how anything works. So you're going to name an occupation and I'm going to be the person, the 10 year vet who has no idea what I'm doing. I'm a fraud, but I'm going to pretend for you to show you the ropes and they'll switch back and forth. 
called The Apprentice. All right. Um, so, so I have uh, one what's, what's my skill? Uh, you are a hairstylist. Holy smokes. You know how hard it is to get away with that? Okay. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, what's up, new guy? Uh, hey, um, are you Alex? Yes, I am. What's going on? Uh, hey, uh, I'm Craig. I'm uh, starting. My, I'm starting my apprenticeship today. <laughs> I, I yeah, even got so like my own smock and everything. Basically, how this work? Listen, we'll we'll cover the details later. I'm going to show you how I do what I do. Right? I've been doing this. I don't know if they told you. Um, at least ten years. I, the days have kind of blended together. I'm yeah, show they you the say ropes. you're the best in the biz. I. It doesn't get better than this. I'm. I'm going to show you how I work my magic. Take these skills. You will not be successful without them. Are you ready? Yeah. First thing you're doing, first key to be a barber or hairdresser, is grab that wrench over there. The, the wrench. Yeah, the monkey wrench. Grab that right there. Um. Uh. Okay. Here you go. We have mannequins for us to practice on. So. Okay. Bash them over the head right where the temple is. Um. Uh, uh, which temple? Uh. Doesn't really matter. I like to do the right. Um. I don't see. I feel like they don't see that one coming. Uh, okay, okay, here I go. Yeah, okay, I missed the first one. Okay, I missed the first Perfect. one. Perfect. I mean, these are mannequins. Don't worry about hurting it. It. The goal is not to hurt them, it's to knock them out. Um, okay, okay, here I go. Okay, I missed again. How many chances do okay. I get? First of all, plant your feet shoulder width apart. Okay. Bend your knees a little bit, square okay. up. Don't do two hands or else you'll kill them. One hand. Okay. It's all on the wrist. The wrench is Torque a little heavy. Is, is there something maybe a little bit lighter I could use? I mean, I tried using my fist, but um, I broke my hand. Hence um, this cast. Okay. Um, well, okay. Then we I'll have just... some rebar on there in the corner if you want to use that. But Okay. I, I'm going to try the wrench one more time. All right. Sure. And, oh, my God. I knocked the head off. Oh, my God. I knocked the head off. No, I, that's I knocked fine. That's head... fine. That's oh. fine. It's not real anyway. All right. So the second thing you want to do. Wait, hold um, on. You expect never me to worked. do that to a person? Yes. Well, I've never cut the hair of a person who was conscious. So do I feel like they that? fight me a lot. Um, now, the second thing you need to do is grab that machete over there. Um, You didn't answer my first question. What was that? Uh, do, they, do the clients know they're going to be unconscious when they walk in? I mean, they don't remember much, period. I mean, I've... You hey, asked too many questions. Hey, Listen, hey, I'm the hey, I'm the pro Alex, here. I'm the pro Alex, here. Alex, have you ever killed Have you ever killed one of your clients? You think I asked them if they're alive? What you think I got all this? Listen here, rookie. I don't know what kind of time you think I have, but after you knock someone out, you get to work. And if they wake up, awesome. If they don't, guess what? Their money's still in their pocket. Next question. Okay, you said something. Well, well, okay, let's just move on then, I guess. Grab the machete in the corner. Okay. Uh, And grab the uh, blowtorch with your left hand. Um, Wait, are you right-handed or left-handed? I'm ambidextrous. All right. So for everyone who's amphibious, That's machete not what I right said. hand. What was that? That's not what I said. That's exact. Okay, new guy. <laughs> how about you show me how to cut hair? Okay, you know everything. Ambiguous, amphibious, anamorphous. All right, you show me how to cut hair. You you show me what they taught you in your freaking sissy school over there. Okay, well, um, do you want to just come sit down at the sink and I can wash and cut your hair? Oh, dude, I'm not falling for this trick. 
I know what we do here. You put the freaking rag over their face, put a little water on it, make them cry a little bit, make sure they chill. I'm not falling for this trick. I do it all the time with my clients. All right? Listen here. Get back up. We're going to figure this out. You know what? Screw you. You're fired. You don't have what it takes. I'm going to get a certification. Where'd you go? Freaking Juilliard of Beauty School? That's not even a real place. Get out of here. You're fired. Don't ever come back here in my shop. I know what I'm doing. You can't fire me. This is a Listen, sting operation. One... I'm an undercover cop. Get on the ground, coxgun. First, yeah. Oh, wait. Well, first of all, you weren't paying attention because the first thing you do when a client walks in is coxgun. You can't cock your gun after I've cocked my gun. Feels like first we're double cocked. Alex, why do you always want to be double cocked? All right. Well, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um. Not bad for just making it up on the spot. So, are you ready for it's your profession? It's kind of like that's what improv is. Yeah, not bad for making it all. <laughs> um, are you ready for your profession? I'm ready. You are going to be a Secret Service agent. Madonna sings gently in the night. What? Madonna sings gently in the night. Dude, I... I haven't been taught the codes yet. What does that mean? Who's Madonna? Oh, oh my God. Were you paying attention in your briefing at all? Briefing? They told me just to come here and meet you. They're always delegating to the people they think can handle it. No, they don't care. They don't care about me. They don't care that I have a headache today. No, they don't care that I only go for They just want me to train. The- come here. Come here. All right. Okay, sure. Sit, take, take, a sit, take a seat in that chair. This one? Yeah. Just take a seat. Okay, sure. Whatever. Oh, my rookie, do you do anything anyone tells you to do? Yeah, listen, man, I'm taking a seat. Sh- walk me through the code words. Show me the briefings. I did. This isn't about the code words anymore. OK, this is about your ingenuity. I told you to sit in a chair and you did it without hesitation. Who do you think? What do you think that's going to mean to everyone else that you just go around taking everybody's orders? What if a terrorist tells you Dude. to kill an official? Are you just going to do it because somebody asked you to? No, Bro, I did. get on the ground. Give me 15 push ups. Bro. Hold up. First of all, I did 10 years with the SEALs, okay? And you know what I did after that? Do you know what I did? I'm talking to you. I don't you know what care I what you did. Do you think that after I that, care? I was liaison from the FBI to the CIA. Yeah, well, now, if I, I want you to liais- walk me through something. No, no, no. You don't Chief, understand. I had a really good it. joke and you stepped on it. And I'm actually kind of upset about it because I was going to say, right, run it back, I don't run it back, care. run it back. I, I was going to say, I don't care, because I was a liaison from your mom to my bed. Anyway, carry on. I mean, you're the boss. Just tell me what to do, man. I'll do it. Okay. Let's go over these code words. All right. The one that I, the one that we started with was Madonna sings gently at night. Right? right? That was it. Word for word. I didn't misremember it. Sure. Now, everyone in the Secret Service knows that that means the lawn is wet. Why do we care if the lawn is wet? Because the president might slip, all right? And you have to be ready to catch him if he slips. We've had too many presidents slip and not get caught for us to not think about this kind of stuff. Wait, I thought I was supposed to like protect the president from like assassins. I'm protecting him from grass, wet grass. You don't know who made the grass wet, you idiot. Listen, you might think it's just the morning dew. No, 
uh-uh, it's the Taliban trying to mess with our sprinkler timers. We have our sprinklers go off at 10 a.m. They have it go off at 6 a.m. So when the president goes out into the lawn at 7 a.m., he slips on the grass and dies. Do you want that on your head? Private? the Taliban was in Afghanistan. The Taliban is the en- The Taliban... Do you-, you don't ask questions here. Listen, you're supposed to teach me. I thought my only job was to ask questions. No... Are you you're getting paid to ask questions? Is that what is that what you're here? You you signed up to, for the Secret Service because you're like, oh, Mr. President, I want to get paid for asking questions and stupid questions at that. I mean, to be honest, I don't I don't really know what my job is. I thought you were going to explain it to me. Um, I think okay, now. Okay. Do you want my job? Hey, hey, you want my job, Bucko? I'll give you I my job. I don't even know what you do, man. I okay. You're to- here. No, no. Take my badge. No. Here. Take take my badge. Take my desk. Take my nameplate. No, now you're Mr. Johnson. I'm going to go home. I'm going to grab Duncan on the way because my wife really likes their coffee. All right, dude, who's going to teach me? Patterson. Hey, are you still here? Step, 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 step. Slam. Bro. Bro, who's going to protect the president? Anybody? And you already failed your first lesson. You asked too many questions when somebody wasn't even there. All right, Cox gun. Great. End of the day. <laughs> nice. nice, nice, nice. All right. Well, this is going to be my first potty break I've ever taken on the podcast. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm not going to stop recording, so we're still in sync. All right. Well, that was The Apprentice. Yeah. It's an improv segment. We'll bring it back if it needs to. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, are you ready for our middle segment? Let's do it, bro. So this is a segment that we did uh, back before we officially published episodes. So technically we've done it, but the audience has never heard it. Okay. Uh, we're going to do some newlywed game. All right. So if you're unfamiliar with the newlywed game, uh, I'm going to ask us a question and then we're both going to write down an answer and we're going to see if our answers match. And if we do, we get a point. I think we'll just do like five questions. All right. Now these are geared towards married people so i'm gonna have to skip a few and um kind of change some wording okay so, so the first one that we're gonna say how did you first meet your spouse let me know when you have your answer so so what's important about the newlywed game is it's less about getting it right and more about matching each other all right i'm trying to remember i know the first time i saw you i think but I think I'm going as for me. like, like us having a conversation. Uh, I think I know what you're going to say. Which is more but... important than it being right. <laughs> uh, okay, I got it. All right. So what I wrote down was um, at Bye Bye Birdie when we did Bye Bye Birdie with TCP. Oh, bro. Totally forgot we did that show. Totally <laughs> forgot. I, I put uh car ride to pick up hannah kelly oh interesting yeah totally um, forgot about my bar birdie bro yeah we met like two years before that we yeah. played euchre and Good you treat. cheated what was that we played euchre and you cheated uh dude i literally yeah dude that was uh yeah that was a while ago um, how long ago was that like in years it was the summer before my eighth grade so i've been graduated for four years and that was four so almost nine years ago 
Have we been friends for almost a decade? That's pretty wild, dude. It's pretty wild. Okay. Yep. I've been the sh- beep for a long time, I guess. All right. Who said I love you first? You. Uh, I said you. Because I think it was one of those things where I was waiting until I'm like, are we the kind of friends that say I love you to each other? Are we that kind of friends? Uh, so I was waiting for you. So I think I was waiting for you to say it, but I might have like said it in like a general sense, like you involved with other people, included with other people. Yeah. I don't know. I had a lot of people over your house. I bet you I did. I would bet money on this. I bet you I said I love you to your parents before I said it to you. <laughs> Probably. All right. Question number three. What is your spouse's favorite TV show? You're my spouse now. So we'll do one for you. So we'll do. Let's do yours first. Okay. So think okay, about I your favorite TV think show about is. My favorite TV show. Because I know. You're going to get a top five. You, yeah. You're going to. Uh, okay. It's I just a matter just, of if I'm giving the right one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put my top five out. Give me one sec. Well, I only got three. If you name any of these three, I'd be impressed. Okay. I'm going to say you. It's in top three. Okay. It's in the top three. Oh, I can't... put down, this is top of my head, morning show, you, and suits. I, I keep forgetting that morning show is that high up for you. It's so good, dude. Everyone, okay. and it's only one season. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't watched it, drop it. Just show. like, yeah, get a week of Apple TV Plus. And... So good. All right. Yours, huh? Yep, you are also going to get a top three. All right. Um, but I do have a definitive one. Um, I'm going to say... The thing is, I know you like this, but I don't know if you like the show or just it in general, and you know exactly what I'm thinking about. Yeah, so don't say that. I'm going to tell you right now, don't say that one. Okay. I do have another one, but I don't... I think I might have typecasted you. <laughs> um I, and by typecasted i mean like i just picked someone that's on brand i don't know if i knew you watched it i don't know if you're into it into it you would be the safe bet because i also know you're obsessed with it but i'm not gonna say that and i'm gonna say um just pull the trigger doctor who uh no that would have it's probably in my top ten. I don't know if it's quite top five anymore. Uh, the definitive, okay. oh, the definitive, always right answer is Psych. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. Um, what well, do you know? What the other three would be, or the other two for your top? So, three? so Flash is definitely up there. Um, okay, which is what I was thinking. I, yeah. I like that, so I'm yeah. like, I I knew you were gonna guess that one because it's in the top three, but I was trying to see if we could narrow it down to the top one. Um, yeah. And then uh, Mystery Science Theater is up there. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Always See, all sunny this stuff is part of your brand. There. Oh, I would have said Always Sunny. I would have come up with Always Sunny. All right. That's not bad. All right. So I'm going to give a modification for this next question. And when I give this modification, I think we're going to be in sync on this one. So which celebrity couple are you most like? And I'm going to change celebrity couple <laughs> to fictional friendship <laughs> because... It is the it is the friendship that we have compared our friendship to since oh, day one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. Yeah, and it's and it's Will Hitch. Smith and Kevin James from Hitch. Yeah, it's Hitch. Uh, it is. See. It is. That's such a compliment to me. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's such an insult to me. Yeah. But as long as everyone knows. Yeah. Because it's facts. Um, Let's do two more. Um, What was their first job? So first job. Okay, so I'm gonna guess yours first. Yeah. And I'm pretty wasn't it at the Apple Barn? Yep. That's yeah. Apple Barn. I was thirteen. And um, you stole apples a lot, didn't you? It's not really stealing. I was compensating for the wages. I was getting freaking ripped off, and all I wanted was food. <laughs> this is like a classic <laughs> Aladdin situation. Like, bro, I'm just hungry. <laughs> um Yours, I want to say the five and dime. Yeah, it was. Um, Nailed it, bro. I also compensated myself with food from that place. Um, What they did was they would put stuff on the counters so people would like grab them as they're checking out. And one of the things that they they sold were like bite-sized caffeinated chocolates. And they were 80 cents a pop. And I'm like, I'm here for another six hours and I'm tired. I am eating one of these caffeinated chocolates. You cannot stop me. It was hard for me because I saw everyone else grab stuff. And I, I always grab, like, not the best ones. I'm just trying to grab literally food. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, dude, it was, a, it was a fruit barn. Like, what am I supposed to do? All right. Final one. Mm-hmm. If your spouse was a Disney character, who would they be? So I want you to think who I would be. And then, so I'm going to guess who you think I am and then vice versa. Does that make sense? Dude, this is hard. First of all, Disney's huge. I'm thinking Disney Renaissance, you know, so like Little Mermaid. Okay. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. And we're doing main characters as well as secondary characters. Yeah. I'm going to say main characters, romantic interests, and comedic reliefs. That's kind of like the umbrella. Holy smokes, dude. Do you have it? I have who I think I know who I'm going to guess. Freaking yikes. It's not that one. <laughs> or that one. Definitely not that one. Getting a little bit of those vibes. Oh, but this is, that's not Renaissance. Um, I, no, I'm going to say Disney mainline. So we can go all the way up through. Raya and the Dragon Princess. Okay, I got one. It's the best I got for right now. Okay. I've always cast myself as a genie type character. I knew you were going to say the genie, and it's so not right. And that makes me upset. Okay, Okay, so who did you say? I said Olaf, bro. Interesting. Interesting. I want... Dude, do you know what the problem is? I want to ask people what they think you would be, Olaf or the genie. You know what the problem with that is? Is one is so much better than the other that I think yeah. people would be like, let's just give them the better <laughs> one. Let's just give them the better one. Good grief, dude. I thought I literally thought Aladdin. I'm like, if he was gonna say Aladdin, he's gonna pick the genie, and he's so not the genie. Because that's also Will Smith and Ryan and then Robin Williams. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, I'm I got a, Th- those guys are legends. Yeah. I mean, I gotta listen, I'm gonna pat myself on the back and I don't deserve it, but I got the fact of the matter is I based a lot of my early comedic stylings on Robin Williams because Robin Williams was one of the first comedians that like, gotcha. I, like I registered like, Oh, this person has a style and I want to be like that. So maybe it's not as accurate here at 22, but,
but like back when i was like 12 and 13 like that was definitely the style that i um mimicked okay um okay i have your disney character i I think it's one between it's one it's between one and two okay um i'm gonna cast you as flynn rider yeah yep flynn rider prince naveen yeah um i i i I think there was no way we could have this conversation without thinking of princess and the frog but um i I think that i think you were just more like flynn rider yeah prince naveen is very cocky very naive uh very obsessed with the girl and Um, flynn rider is very cocky obsessed with the girl but a little bit more chauvinistic about it yeah a little bit more like what are we doing wait when did you guys when did you guys know all this know this song come on yeah yeah I, all right um, not, i like that so we got a few we were probably like half and half there in terms of yes yeah, yeah. uh so that was the newlywed game that was a decade's worth of friendship right there uh let's move on to the one hit one hit it's called pod switch um pretty basic and we're never bringing it back so even if it's bad see if i care basically i'm gonna give you an individual an amount of time and a side effect and you're gonna switch into their body and they're gonna switch into yours and you're going to tell me whether or not you would do it, whether or not it's worth it to you. So your okay. individual, Alexandria Daddario, length of time, 20 minutes, side effect, she's in Antarctica in full gear, parka, thermals, boots, goggles, whatever, and you can't take anything off. Are you doing so it? So what you're saying is if I wanted to swap into her body for the pure sake of sexualizing her, I I would uh, have a dry well, so to speak. Yeah. You're in Antarctica. In the wilderness, you got you get to beat her for twenty minutes. Okay, the answer is no, because um A wouldn't okay, hold on, actually time out. I might do it because that would mean I get to see Antarctica. With like basically sure. no, with like no travel time, no cost, and no mm-hmm. expenses. So yeah. I'm actually That's gonna 20 do minutes. it for that reason. So I would like to see Antarctica for twenty minutes, yes. Alright. Okay. Next one. The rock. Okay. Are you, so you're just giving them to me. I don't get to give it back to you. I mean, yeah, I guess you could give it to me. Why not? I have five of them for you, so you can get five of them for me. And they're quick. You don't need to go super into it. Okay. Um, the person that you're going to be switching with is star of Supernatural, Jared Padalecki. Fire. Um, you're going to be him for two weeks. Uh, and the side effect is he's filming his new show on the CW that's has a six out of ten on IMDb. I'm doing it, dude. Just to get experience on a set, see what that was like. And if I botch it, it's his reputation, not mine. <laughs> okay. I'm more interested to see what he's gonna do in my life. All right, your guy. You're the rock, Dwayne the Rock. One week, but you have to maintain his workout schedule. It's almost worth okay, it's almost worth doing because I know I'm never gonna do that. So like living a week of like peak physical fitness like this is what it takes then i can Mm -hmm. teleport to my body and be like oh if that's what it takes i know i can't do that but wouldn't you just like you'd get used to being in peak physical condition condition like being a specimen wouldn't going back in your own body be like almost depressing but for even a normal person it also might be be motivation for me to start 
small, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like, listen, I know I don't have to do 400 pound, you know, bench presses, but like I could start somewhere. Yeah. I'm just like, I would be scared to do it just because now I would know what it feels like to be that strong and I can't do it. And it would take me 20 years to get there and I'm never going to feel that good again. I think that would be a problem. Okay. You're going to transport into Halle Berry's body for I'm 15, doing for 15 minutes. Yep. And she is accepting her Razzies for Catwoman. 100% doing it, dude. No reason not to. I am I would, doing it. I can't. I would actually just love to be at a Razzies award show. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. Halle Berry. Yeah, one hundred percent. You had me at Halle Berry. <laughs> um, you're Bill Gates for one month, but you can't spend any money. Can I invest money? Nope. Um, I'm gonna say yes because I can still make corporate decisions. Um, and I'm okay. going to wreak havoc. What are you going to do? Be like, Xbox coming out next week. <laughs> Put out the prototype, guys. And it's going to yeah. be free. I'm going to be like, um, I'm going to I'm going to be like, Microsoft is donating 80% of its profits starting 32 days from now. Yeah, I mean, I guess. What a loophole. <laughs> right, you got one for me? Yeah. I got you, two more. You are star of stage and screen Lin-Manuel Miranda. Ugh. Nope. <laughs> you are him for two weeks, but you are, I'm going to say, but, but, and you are, um, playing at the Tony's in the middle of these weeks. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Okay. Even if enough. I had his knowledge and I had the talent to do it, I'm not doing it. Nah, I'm good. All right. Hit me with, your next one. You're Michelle Obama, 24 hours, and okay. uh, you have to renege on one of her famous positions. So I, so I basically have to pull back on, like, you know what? I don't care if kids eat healthy at school. Yeah. Black girls, uh, you, you don't need excellence. I'm. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think I would like unless I got into her body and just tweeted from her account six times. Go listen to Permanent Good. Um, I don't, right, right. New I, don't podcast. <laughs> I don't think there's enough personal benefit. Um, so I think I'm going to go with a no on that one. Okay. Um, you are, um, you are Denzel Washington. Oh, doing it. But. <laughs> This is a this is a very fictional condition, but you are on the Late Late Show with James Corden every night for a week. Doing it, so doing it. All right, Craig, are you is ready there for a late question? show? Is there a late show that you would have to be on for a week to not do it? Sing, Lily. Um, also, I learned that Reggie Watts is the head for uh, James Corden's band. Yeah, that's that's weird for me. J- Re- Reggie Watts should be doing bigger things than that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anything I wouldn't do besides like Lily Singh, besides like a, sm- a small time. Um, I don't think so. I can think of more fun ones I would like to do. Yeah, but, I mean, that one's not bad. But as Denzel, I feel like that's beneath me. Sorry, Corden. 
<laughs> All right, you ready for your one? final one? Yes. Danny DeVito, six months. If you can't fall in love with someone, you both die. Um, yeah, e- Alex, easy peasy. <laughs> I don't think you understand how easy of a task that is. <laughs> As- okay, especially with uh, the girls that are interested, the circle, the vent for the Venn diagram of <laughs> girls that are interested in Danny DeVito and girls that I am interested in is a perfect circle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Yeah, got no problem with that. <laughs> yeah, you got six months. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, your final one is you are Donald Glover. Doing it. But it is during the week um that Donald Glover's sex tape leaks. Um Do we know with who? Just a girl. Um, yeah, I'm still doing it. Why not? Okay. I'm still doing it. Yeah, just just stay like on I live for a, week. a life, dude. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um. All right. That was pod switch. Good job, guys. Yeah. Pod switch. Never coming back. So if you didn't like it, don't worry about it. Um. Thank you, you did, very I'm much. Sorry. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. We have to let them know. I mean, guys, next week's movies. Yeah. I was Number I was, four, Fast and Furious came out in 2009. Not available anywhere. Number five, Fast Five, came out in 2011. Also, actually, I think I have that one on DVD. So it's available um, at Alex's house. If it's you available know. at my house. Yeah. Um, if you're in Jacksonville, North Carolina, hit me up. I, just, I mean, probably shouldn't. Whatever. Keep it in. Uh, and six, Fast and Furious Six, which is the dumbest name so far, uh, came out in 2013. Also not available anywhere. And by not available anywhere, I mean... Go to your libraries or rent it. Those are your options. Um, all right. So we're going to do a, a little bit of an ending segment called the Encore, where Alex and I just like talk about the other movies we've been watching that aren't podcast related. Yeah. Uh, so I've been watching. So last night our internet went out. So um, instead of watching Tokyo Drift like I planned on doing, I went to the DVD shelf and just pulled the best movie we had, which was Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, the 2002 one. Uh, that oh, movie boy. holds up. Good movie. Uh has a super slow start, but when things start to go down, it goes down. Good to know. I uh decided to watch freaking Thunder Force with uh, oh Melissa God. McCarthy I've and Octavia t- Spencer. I've actually been wanting to watch that for one reason and one reason only, and it's Jason Bateman with crab arms. It's the only yeah, reason I want to watch also in that he's in way more of that movie than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be a cameo. I was wrong. He's in that movie, bro. Uh, if you guys um, have moms or aunts, they're going to love this movie. They're going to love it. Yeah, um, I imagine it's very Melissa McCarthy humor. It is very Melissa McCarthy humor, which means middle-aged, probably white women are going to love this movie, dude. They're going to love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's what we've been watching. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces.